The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce is a business advocacy organization serving southeastern Berks, western Montgomery, and northern Chester counties, as well as the Route 422 corridor. Our office has been located in Pottstown for our entire 90-plus years in business since 1927. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Remember the last time you called your bank and heard... Press 1 to wait for the next available representative. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Now, listen to the difference at the Victory Bank. Hello, Victory Bank. Jennifer speaking. Real people. No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Chamber Chat Podcast. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank. I'm the Institutional and Business Development Manager. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Also, I would like to thank our sponsor, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So on the podcast with me today is an old friend. Again, I feel like we're having coffee here. This is great. I love it. We see each other at some breakfasts uh, out there. Uh, I am speaking with Audrey Faust. Audrey is from Controller On Demand. Audrey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. I'm excited to be here. Isn't this cool? I know. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into Controller On Demand, certainly. Um, but first, uh, let me just ask about you. Um, where are you from? Are you, are you local? Yes, born and raised in Pottstown. Okay. I uh, grew up in Lower Pottsgrove and moved across the river into ONJ, where um, I have three children that all graduated from ONJ. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, yeah. All right, good. So you started controller on demand. Yes. Okay. So tell me, tell me what, tell me how you envisioned the controller on demand. How it all kind of came to be you can rewind you can rewind and go back as long as you'd like or okay I will rewind yeah. a little bit go ahead so yeah. um, tell the story I had my own bookkeeping business for about 10 years mm-hmm. um, when my children were younger it offered the amazing flexibility that I needed um, around their schedules so I did that for 10 years and as my children got older and one of my clients grew um, their business size they asked me to come on and be their full-time controller slash CFO. And um, so I decided to do that because I no longer needed the flexi- as much flexibility as I did before. And um, their business was growing by leaps and bounds and it was a great opportunity for me to uh, help them with that, which is my passion, helping business businesses grow. And I did that for about five years and then they moved an hour away <laughs> and my commute went from five minutes to uh, 60 minutes. I was going to say, you, did, you didn't move with them? <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, that quickly became a bit of a drain on me and I decided to come back out into entrepreneurship again and create controller on demand. So I I, I wanted to do something a little different because um, I felt there was a lot more I could offer than bookkeeping now. Um, And there was a missing link between the bookkeeping and the tax prep that the the CPAs do. 
especially if you're a business that wants to grow. Mm-hmm. So the missing link is you know, is looking at your financials, reviewing your financials. Many entrepreneurs don't take the time to do that. And actually, you are 80% more likely to be successful if you're looking at your financials on a monthly basis mm-hmm. as an Interesting. entrepreneur. Okay. Yes. And it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> so, certainly. <laughs> So, yeah, so I go in and I I consult with businesses um, as well as we do um, monthly financials. Um, I'll consult with them on projects such as uh, working on a project now where um, we're trying to get them out of a very highly costly expensive software and actually just create something in Excel Hmm. um, that's going to give them exactly what they need um, without the cost of uh, the software mm-hmm. that they're using now. Um, I also have another business which uh, is an umbrella of Control on Demand, which I train bookkeepers in an online program to create their own bookkeeping business so they can also enjoy the flexibility that I had mm-hmm. um, with that. So, so is that um, both men and women or is that more women based? That's more that. Uh, Controller on Demand is men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, most of the clients I have now in Controller on Demand are men. Mm -hmm. The bookkeeping business tends to go towards the women. Right, Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, because I know as as we talk, you sort of have a lean that way. You feel like empowering women and showing them a a great path is really important. So you kind of gravitate it towards Towards that messaging. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But as far as the Controller on Demand, you're working with basically... Uh, any size business or is there a limit that you will go up to Um, how do you determine there's not really a limit that I'll go up to but typically if you're about um, you know I have a smaller one where we just meet quarterly but I'd say the ideal size is about half a million to maybe two or three million Mm -hmm. once you get above well one business was five million once you get above that typically if you're like a five million dollar business you're gonna have your own CFO Mm -hmm. control on staff so it, it really depends on what, how your business is made up. If you have a bookkeeper and you have a, um, a CPA that's doing your taxes, there's, there's usually that, if you wanna grow, like you really need to be looking at your financials and that's kind of the missing gotcha. link. <laughs> so are there any particular industries that you gravitate towards or ones that are you, you really just span all industries? I do span all industries. The ones that kind of um, end up landing in my lab are a lot of tech companies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I work with a lot of tech companies, landscaping companies, because um, that's kind of my background too. My husband has a landscaping business. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, those marketing companies a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, the, the tech companies, some sometimes they're they're the ones that grow fast too sure sure absolutely (laughs) absolutely all right good so um, i know you had some notes that you wanted to share here um so feel free to start anywhere with that i know there's a lot that you want to get across um yeah i mean just some growth strategies i'll talk about real quick um yeah so so growth you know it's interesting that we're talking about this because you know as customers are or i'm sorry customers (laughs) People are looking into um, 2020, they're coming up with their annual plan or they're coming up with a plan as they're going into the future. And that obviously includes growth. Yes. Um, there's not a lot of companies that just want to stay static that right. are out there. So growth is an important part of the strategy. So I'm glad you're sharing this. this is very, very timely in the new year. So 
um, please go ahead and share the growth strategies. So some growth strategies is obviously looking at your financials, but not just your revenue. A lot of entrepreneurs are strictly focused on the revenue, but I was actually listening to a podcast myself the other day where um, the guy was totally focused on his revenue and then his wife told him, um, we don't have any money in the bank account. Mm. So make sure you're not just focused on your revenue, you have a whole picture of your your finances, uh, your business. Sure. Know what number you need, um, that's another strategy. Know, know what you need to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, know how much money your business needs to make every month and have that number off the top of your head so you know like when I hit 10,000 this month or whatever your number, all right, I'm good. This, this is bonus, everything over and above. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's yeah, another that's strategy. Advice have a sales plan. So I'm sorry, can we rewind here sure. just uh, very briefly? So do you find with entrepreneurs or somebody who's in the creative space that they tend to keep their mind in that creative space and don't really pay attention to the financials? Is that typical? Yes. Okay. Well, typical entrepreneurs don't want to look at the numbers unless it's yeah, they the just revenue wanna, growth. They just want to create, right? They just want to do things. <laughs> they want to they they create. Forward. Yes, they yeah. want to move forward. They're, okay. they're looking at the you know top line of their business mm-hmm. um, only. And they're not maybe not dialing down on what's most profitable. Right. What line of their business is most profitable? What job is most profitable? What customer is most profitable? Mm-hmm. Like you need to look at that because you, it might not be your biggest revenue that client that's bringing in the most profitability if you're not looking at all the expenses that are associated with that line of work right or client or job right okay thank you for rewinding i appreciate it okay sure. what's, what's the other uh, portion um so right. yeah so cash flow pay attention to your cash flow is so important um you know you always want to make sure that you have enough to make payroll next time um, or you have a backup, a line of credit, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to back you up it, for payroll. I actually advise all my clients that have payroll to have a line of credit because the one thing you cannot not pay is your payroll. Right. <laughs> so where would they get that line of credit from? That would be from? Victory Bank. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned, folks. That was not planned. Uh, but just to give the audience an idea, that is what we do at the Victory Bank. We provide uh, working lines of credit for small, medium-sized businesses who are in situations like this where maybe they need to make their payroll or for any other instances. There's so many um, ways that you can use a, a line of credit. So um, but thank you for the plug. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> um, right. and, that, and that's another thing you, you, you bring up is, you know, other things or equipment purchases or... A lot of entrepreneurs sometimes, as their businesses are doing better, they want to take more money out of the company to reward themselves. But the real reward is going to be when you have built a company to the point that it is worth something and you can sell it. And to do that, you need to keep the money in the business so that you can then buy equipment or invest in people. So taking as little money as possible out of your company for your own personal game is is key if you want to grow your business that's got to be hard though too right because you're sitting there you're like hey it's my idea i build it to this and yeah yeah, let me let me live a little bit let me buy that car or buy a boat or do something like that but you're spot on to reinvest in the business where it's where where, you you build it up to where it's really worth something yes 
then that's where all the reward comes in. And, and that's, that's, that's so difficult to see, right? Yes, delayed you're, you're gratification. Lo- yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're looking so far into the future. And, you and you, you know, you're looking to, for reward for your um, immediate work. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Great point. What do you have next? Um, yeah, so a sales plan. Make sure you have a achievable sales goals. And refit, revisit your goals every 90 days. You know this, I'm a big proponent of revisiting your goals every 90 days, things change. Um, Maybe your market changes or whatever. So don't just look at them once a year, constantly look at them. The bigger you are as a company, the more you should be looking at your goals and revising them. But definitely, no matter what your size, at least every quarter, um, be reviewing your goals and see where you are and your targets. And maybe you need to change those goals. That's great advice because (laughs) To, to your target point, your targets do move. Yes. You know, maybe something happens with the economy. Maybe something happens with, um, you know, the way your widget is made. Uh, what, whatever it is, things do move. You have to be able to adapt and adjust, and to be able to do that is, is important. It's good. And the other thing I want to, you know, we're coming to the end of 2019, and um, it's so important to celebrate your wins on top of planning for next year. So before you plan your 2020 goals, celebrate all the wins. Take a few minutes and write them all down for 2019, and it'll just kind of set the tone to create your goals for mm-hmm. 2020. Absolutely. So are you a big proponent for um, like writing stuff out, like putting yes. it on like a whiteboard or having some sort of session with somebody who can help you brainstorm? Yes. Well, you know, coaches, I'm huge on coaches. If you don't have a coach um, and you're a business owner, it's huge to have not just any coach, but the right coach too. Um, Somebody that's going to help you uh, move your business forward. But um, I'm also a proponent of writing things down. Not only writing things down, like I, the way I do my goals (laughs) is I have a thermometer like you would see in, you know, a nonprofit like a fundraiser or yeah whatever. fundraiser yeah. yes a thermometer that i fill in you know and compare it either on a monthly basis or um if i'm targeting some other goal like um how many leads i want to have like uh, i do a thermometer and mm-hmm. it's a very big motivator if you have it posted somewhere in your office and uh watch that thermometer because it's because vi- it's visual <laughs> yes it's visual so, so to the to the other point you can you can sit there and still do all the exercise and put it in the excel spreadsheet or put it in salesforce but unless you actually see it in the form of some reporting or some feedback like you're saying yeah, with the graph. thermometer yeah. it's all just you're just putting in data like you know you got to be right. able to use some of that data yeah so yeah good great point right and keeping right. it in mind um, and of course, I am also going to give Victory another plug here. Um, oh, having you. the right bank partner is very important um, to facilitate your company's growth. As Bill mentioned, having a line of credit, having a bank that's going to work with you and not against you um, as you're trying to grow your business, um, one that just offers everything you need uh, for for that growth and it's going to have the flexibility and the people that um, are going to understand your business and want to help partner with you and your growth. So how imp- how important is that, that your, the, your bank, your financial institution knows your business? Uh, it's very important. They need to understand your business 
um, so they can trust that you're going to pay them back. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal for yeah, them, right? There's that little, that little thing, right? The so, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the more they understand your business and the more better relationship with you have with your bank the more you're both going to be able to get out of that. Yeah. And maybe we should talk about this on another podcast, but you know, we should talk about um, uh, relationships with banks and what that means for an individual or what that means for business. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of financial institutions that do have turnover out there. And it's so difficult to maintain that relationship with one person um, for an extended period of time. And there's certainly anomalies out there, but... Um, yeah, well, maybe we can make this another podcast because that's a, that's an important topic sure. that I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. um, maybe don't consider overlook. when they're starting. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, I believe a lot of people overlook a bank uh, as one of an important partner in in your growth, yeah. in yeah. your growth plan. Yeah. So and that's great that you think that too because yeah. we you know as Victory Bank again this isn't a Victory commercial but um, <laughs> you know that's exactly what we strive to do. We strive to be partners with business owners in the community. So to your point where the business owner is watching all their financials and developing a sales plan, that's all stuff that we review. And if your financial institution is not reviewing that sort of stuff with you, then they're, they're falling short. They're definitely falling short. So yeah. So those are, those are good. It was, it was that the extent of them or do you have more? Um, I can review them all, but um, I'll, there's six steps to grow your business. And mm -hmm. If you connect with me on LinkedIn, I am posting articles on each one of these steps in depth. So um, I've posted two already, and the other four will be coming in the future weeks. But the six steps to growing your business is monthly financial reports, reviewing your financials monthly. Um, increasing your cash flow is, is, you know, can you change your terms? Can you ask for deposits? We didn't really touch on that as much. Um, but, you know, change your terms from 30 days to 15 days, you know, and you, you've instantly increased your cash flow. Uh, have a sales plan. Um, know your nut, I like to call it, which your nut is the amount of money you need to keep your lights on every month. Mm -hmm. So in your business, you should know what that number is, sure. like off the top of your head. Sure. Um, and build an equity plan so you're not constantly um, taking money out of your business and you're able to keep it in and grow your business um, so you can hire employees and buy equipment and uh, the right backing partner yeah that's all six of them <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the recap um, so we're so we're approaching <laughs> we're approaching the 18 minute mark already believe it or not um, but I feel like there's more content that needs to happen here so maybe we do this in two parts what do you think sounds great okay all right, so thanks for downloading this episode of the Chamber Chat Podcast. We're going to end part one here with Audrey Faust from Controller On Demand. And we have a lot more to discuss here in part two, so I hope you would download that episode when it comes out. So we would like to thank our advertising partner, The Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So until we connect again, my name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank. All my best. Bye for now. Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, please visit our website. That's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media, on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900. A live person will pick up the phone. 
once again on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area since 1927.